0: Today, we start off, or um, we're, we're starting from where we left off. Ote, section 5 of Torah Aleph of Ligodemorantiniana, starting with the words Ultaken. And uh, before we get started, B'srat Hashem made this uh, class that we were going to do. May this limud be for the refuah shlema of Shmuel ben Esther, who needs a a refuah b'shut a ben kadosh b'shut this limud may uh, maybe have a complete refuah and Hashem uh, bring him all the yeshuot. Hashem. So Torah sorry Torah Aleph Oteh. As we talked about earlier, the difference in the differences between a person whenever he drinks from the milk of um, an immodest woman versus a modest woman, what, it, how it can affect his tavot later on, specifically his ta'avot for sexual desire, etc. Um, that's where we left off. And how the three tavot of tavat mamon, tavat achilan, tavat niyuf, tavat mishkal, that these three main tavot, these three main lusts and desires in this world, um, bring a person to lose the fear in his heart. And to rectify these three traits, these three evil things that we talked about, to bring them to rectification, uh, these three desires, is through Da'at. It's through awareness, consciousness, that a person needs to draw this Da'at, which is all the way in the mind, down to the heart. chapter 4, and you shall know today, and you shall return it to your heart, meaning you shall bring that Da'at of knowing, and return that Da'at to the heart that you need to draw this da to the heart, as we just brought in the verse, but through this you rectify these three traits, the three desires, because that represents the three intellects, the three mentalities, as it's brought down, um, <coughs> it's brought down in the Zohar, in the Zohar Kadosh, this is the idea of Chabad, what we're talking about here. Chokhmah binadat. That dat is the aspect of three mentalities. It's the Chabad of the mind. There's three parts of the mind. It's the three aspects of the mind. Chokhmah binadat. Telat This is the three regions of the brain. And this, these three regions of the brain represent the three festivals. Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuot. Because each and every festival Pesach, Sukkot and Shavuot, each and every one of them represents its own renewal of the mentalities. That a new intellect has been drawn down to rectify these three evil traits. Meaning what? What are we talking about? Each and every one of these three festivals is able to rectify one of these three evil traits as we said above. The sexual trait, the... um, the trait of um, sexual immorality, uh, loss for money, and uh, for food. These three. So each and every one of these festivals, Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuot represents one of the three, uh, represent, uh, rectify all three of these um, evil traits. So let's, let's see. Um, <clears throat> Therefore, a person needs to be very careful to um, be very careful with regard to the honor of Yom Tov, with regard to the honor of the holiday, and to receive these three festivals properly. Because through the, the commandments of these three festivals, through this we are able to rectify these three evil traits, as we mentioned above. Because now Rabben is going to get into the details. Which festival rectifies which evil trait. So Pesach, Passover, rectifies the lust for money is brought down in Shemot chapter 12. God granted B'nei Israel favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. That we had favor in the eyes of the Egyptians. who lent them. What did that mean, who lent them? Who lent them gold, money. That uh, they lent us, um, that the, the Egyptians gave us all their gold, their wealth, their jewelry, etc. who lent them Ba'al against their force, against their will. Because they did not want to give us money at all. So, meaning what? That now we rectify the concept of Tavat Mamon, that, that we received the money in the complete holiness. That literally didn't even want to do it, but literally the fact that they gave it to us was a fact, that Hashem, was proof that Hashem showed us that we were ready. That Moshe Rabbeinu and Ben Yisrael rectified the wealth, meaning Pesach is time of tikkun of Tavat Mamon. On Shavuot, we rectify the desire for sexual relations, etc. And all these, the Tavot, with regard to that. Bifrinat, as brought down in the aspect of what is mentioned, and as we saw above. Damnekar um, is also brought in the Kavanot of the Arizan, on Sfirat HaOmer and Shavuot. Damnekar, the blood decomposes the Asi and becomes milk. This is what happens to a woman's blood and how she breastfeeds. Besuk, so we see that what's this idea? That on Shavuot we it's the aspect of dairy, we eat milk. Um, which is this idea of where does this milk come from? The, from the, um, the blood, which stems from the woman, which is what well, we, which is where this tava of uh, sexual desire stems from. It stems from the blood. So that blood, the component becomes milk, which is the idea of Shavuot, which is the rectification of um tava mishkan that the rectification for ta'avat ni'uv, the rectification for sexual immorality, comes through this concept of chalav milk, which is Shavuot. In Sukkot we rectify the desire for eating, Ki because we see in Shemot chapter 23, Sukkot is called the holiday of of gathering. On Sukkot, all these types of food are gathered in. This is rectifying the desire for eating. Because you cannot compare one who has bread in his basket to one who doesn't, etc. It's brought down Yoma, page 74b. And this is what it brought down in Bamid uh, chapter 15. Sorry, uh, 16. Um, those called up to meeting. An were men of were men of uh, name were men of authority. An what did an mean? Men of names. This represents the three traits as we mentioned above. That each and every one of these traits is the aspect or is called in the aspect of name. Shem, mamon. How do we know that mamon? Each and every one of these desires are called in the aspect of Shem or name. Let's see. Um, in any single place I permit my name to be mentioned I will come over there and I will bless you all. Meaning in the place where my name is mentioned Shemi, my name, the Shem there is blessing meaning there is wealth. How do we know that blessing represents wealth? The blessing of God is wealth. Or it brings wealth, or it enriches. So we see that blessing brings wealth. And where does blessing exist? In the place where God's name is there. So we see that the name represents wealth. That's the first. As we said above. Achila, food, eating. How do we know that eating represents a a name? As brought in Ruth chapter 4. And call a name in bet lachem. What's Lachem? The house of Lachem? House of bread. She eating. So there's Shem in the house where there's bread. Mishgar, and what is Mishgar? Uh, where does Mishgar has to do with name? Unless the king desired her, and she was called by name. Unless Achaz Verosh desired her and called her by name. Etc., etc., etc. So we see that what, what did that mean that the king desired her? Meaning he desired to be with her. And she was called by name. Meaning when the king would desire to be with her, he would call her by name. Which is this idea that name represents Tabata mishkal. So we see how each and every one of these desires has the aspect of Shem or a name associated with it. That Shem is used in the verse. And the, with regard to the fear of the heart, there's also the aspect of Shem. At the broadham in Dvarim, chapter twenty-eight, Leirat Hashem and Yirbat to fear the glorious name. Mo'ed this is why we go back to the beginning, and we said earlier. Kiruim Moed, those who called up to the meeting, Um Ansheshem, were men of name. Shitzrichin Niqot Et Amoadot, meaning that what's Ansheshem and Kiruim Moed, that Shitzrichin Niqot, we need to call Kiruim Moed, we need to call Kiruim means to call Niqot to summon Et the festivals. That will mean meaning the three festivals to rectify these three evil traits that we mentioned above, which are Shem, Shem Kenat Anshay Shem which are the men of name, as we said above. The man who falls into these three types of names, which are these three types of tavot. And now, section six, and through the rebuilding of Yochshalaim, rebuilding Yochshalaim, which means to rectify. Um, and to complete the fear of the heart, through this you create an angel that instills the vessels of prophecy with prophecy. Because what does prophecy come from? From the kohvim, the angels that were standing on top of the aron kodesh. Chapter seven, and the voice was heard from between the the two um, the two uh, Kerovim that the voice of God emerged in the Kodesh HaKodeshim from between the two Kerovim. So we see the Kerovim and the aspect of prophecy that enables us to hear the voice of God. And the Kerovim as brought down in the Zohar Kadosh, Um and also brought down in the Gemar Sukkah that the Kerovim had an Zutri, they had a child's face. And these Kerovim had influx from this angel. They received their influx from this angel. As the brother in Bereshit, chapter 48. That, may the angel who redeems me, from all evil, may it be he who blesses the young ones. And who are the young ones are referencing? The Kerovim, Rabban Hussein, Because they, the, they had the face of young children. So it's the angel who blesses these Kerovim. Which means they bring uh, these angels... Or the angel, this angel which is created through rectifying uh, fear and perfecting one's fear. It is this angel which brings um, Nevoah into the vessels of Nevoah, which is the Kerovim. It brings Nevoah down to the Pezutri, we see that the, the young children is reference to those people, to those Kerovim which had a child's face. This angel, his root and his source is from Yira, fear. Because if you take the letters Malach, Angel, it spells out the phrase. Ki en For those who fear him lack nothing. Those who fear God they lack nothing. Take the first letters of that phrase, Kaf, Alef, Mem, Lamed. you have Malach. Which means that this angel is built from fear, and that, that is his source. Now once you rectify the fear and now the angel comes down. Then prophecy is drawn down And even the young ones, the children Are able to prophecy um, To bring prophecy, to prophesy brought down in Yoel chapter 3 Your sons and daughters will prophesy, That uh, they will bring down prophecy Etc, etc Ach, manut. But warns us. A person needs to be very careful from positions of authority. Because one who merits fear has desire to influence others. Because one who has fear of heaven, his his words are heard. Because his words are heard, He, he desires... Authority. But a person needs to be very careful from this authority because this authority brings one to lose this shefa of prophecy, brings one to lose this influx of prophecy, this aspect of the angel. He, he weakens this angel, which is created through fear. This is what Yahushua told Moshe Rabenu. When Joshua was told that Edad, Eldad, and Medad were prophesying in the camp, as brought up in Deuteronomy chapter 11, Adoni Mosheek laem, what was Joshua telling Moshe Rabenu when he heard about all these these two people prophesying, bringing prophecy in the camp? Adonim Mosheek my master Moshe, destroyed them. Peres Rashi, what does Rashi say in Sanhedrin, uh, page 17? burden them with community responsibilities. And they'll punish, and they'll perish of their own accord. Meaning what? Because the needs of the public, when you have to engage in the public responsibility, which means you have authority now because you have to deal with everyone. Erodes and destroys prophecy. This is the Khidush Rabenu telling you. Why did Yehoshua? brought brother Rashi. Why is Rashi explaining that Yehoshua was really telling Moshe Rabenu to make them um, bring them to positions of authority? Because Rabban was saying that once people have positions of authority, you lose that fear, which is that influx for that angel. Which means that angel now is uh, weakened. And now this angel, which is in charge of bringing prophecy down, is also weakened, which means prophecy is lost. Which means that now they would have no more ability to bring prophecy and to prophesize in the camp. That it would be done. So that's what Yeshua was asking Moshe Rabban, as was teaching us in this lesson. <speaking> in <Hebrew> And look at this khidush Shal ties this all together. That the letters Malach turn into the word Kila'im, which means destruction, destroy. So we see that when Yoshua was telling Moshe to destroy them, he wanted basically to remove this angel, which would um, remove their strength to prophesy in the camp. And through the prophetic inspiration that we talked about, when it comes down, even though there's, a, there's no person um, at the level to prophesy. Just by the mere fact that there is this prophetic inspiration in the world, Through this prayer, the content of the is redeemed and is freed. Because prayer is very lofty and people degrade and treat it very lightly. When a person gets up to pray, all they want is to be done with it. Just when a person prays, people don't care about fila, they they don't appreciate tefillah. They just want to get it done with. Page 6b. It's brought down to Te'ilim. That which is exalted is degraded by the sons of man. And what is exalted? These are the things that stand at... What is Kirum, Which means exalted. It stands... These are the things that stand at the summit of the world. And what is that? And it says that people degrade those things which stand at the summit of the world, which is a reference to prayer. But through prophecy, we redeem prayer from exile. Because He is the prophet and He will pray on your behalf. I believe this is what Hashem told Um Avi Melech, whenever um, he got sick, and he told Avi Melech to tell Avram to pray on his behalf, um, if I'm not mistaken, um, because um, Avram was the aspect of a Navi, a prophet, and he should pray on, his, on the behalf of Avi And what is navihu? Because he's a prophet, meaning that through prophecy prayer is in its perfect state. When prophecy exists, then he can pray. Because prayer is in the aspect of what is brought down in Yeshayah chapter 57. He creates the expression of the lips. Expression. And Niv comes from Navi, but this expression is a reference to prayer. So we see that prayer is the aspect of, um, of uh, which is prophecy. Now that prayer is redeemed, and brought out of the exile, then all doctoring falls away. There's no need for doctors anymore, doctoring in general. Because there's no need for these medicines and these healings. Because, as we know, all healings and medicines comes through the grasses, the shrubs. And each and every grass, each and every herb receives its strength from its uh, star and its constellation that is unique to that one. Meaning each and every herb, for example, uh, chamomile receives its uh, strength from an angel above, which gives it its strength. There is not one blade of grass that doesn't have a star above it or a constellation above it that strikes it and tells it to grow. And each and every star and constellation receives its strength from the stars that are above that star. And each and every supernal star receives from its supernal star. Which means it goes up and up and up. Until all these stars receive strength from these ministering angels. All the heavenly bodies borrow from one another. The moon borrows from the sun. For there is higher and higher still, as Badan in chapter five. There's always something higher. Then and they all aspect they are all the aspect of borrowers from borrowers from one another. One borrows from one and to the next to the next until they borrow and they receive from these. Supernal officers, ministering angels. And these supernal um, angels receive from those angels which are higher than them. Higher and higher still. Until everyone receives from the root of, of everything, which is the word of God. The word of Hashem is the root of every single thing. It is brought down in Tehidim, chapter 33. With the word of God the heavens were created and by the breath of his mouth or sorry by the spirit of his mouth all the heavenly hosts. So we see that everything was created from the word Hashem especially all the hosts. Therefore when a person merits prayer therefore a person doesn't need the healing of these medicines or these uh, herbs. Because prayer is the aspect of the word of God, which is the root of everything. Prayer is the word of Hashem, it's the root of everything. Which means that prayer, if it's in its perfect state, is able to bring healing to every single thing. Which means that you don't even need these shrubs because you already have prayer, which is the root of every single healing in the world. And this is the aspect of the word Navi. It's an acronym, or the acronym for this phrase, Hashem is the word Navi. Look how Rabbeinu is doing all this Rashi Tevot and all these, this wordplay. It's amazing how Rabbeinu is teaching us this. That Rashi Tevot, the acronym for this phrase, that with Hashem's word, the heavens were created, Bet, Yud, Shin, Nun, take the first letters of that phrase. You're going to see, it doesn't really spell Navi, but look at this. That actually we're going to replace the letter Shin with the Aleph. Because the Aleph is the firmament, which separates between... Both the upper waters and the lower waters. It's brought down But look at what Rabban will bring down, the Perush. What does it mean? Therefore, the word Shamaim replaces the Aleph in the word Navi. Because the Aleph represents the firmament. So instead of taking. Uh, you have Bidvar Hashem Naasu, that's Bet Yud and Nun, and then the Shamaim is actually an Aleph. The Shemaim, what is the Shemaim? It's the Aleph because the Aleph separate, is the firmament. Which is that Shemaim, which separates it in both waters. So we see Nun Bet Yud Aleph. Because through prophecy a person merits prayer. Which is the aspect of the Word of God. And this is what is the aspect of what is in Taylim, chapter 107. He dispatches His Word to heal them. And He saves them from their destruction. mean? He dispatches His Word. He sends His Word to heal them. Meaning, we receive all our healings only through the Word of God, which is prayer. This is when prayer is in its perfect state. And then what happens is, He saves them from their destruction. Meaning, the grasses, the shrubs, the chinat, the koter how do we know that shrubs or herbs represent destruction? Hakotzer um, leshachat. What is brought down in Menachot, page seventy-one, the Gemara? Hakotzer leshachat, harvest hay. What is this idea? Um, hay is an esev. Hay is a type of um, herb or a type of shrub. And uh, what's shachat? Shachat. Um, shachat is this hay. But shachar also represents destruction. It also means the word uh, to destroy. So we see this idea that this concept of uh, he saves them from their destruction It actually saves them from their shachar which is their hay which means their es, asavim their herbs. Because now we don't even need healing by means of these herbs anymore because we have prayer. And this is what it says. And you shall serve Hashem your God So Rabbeinu is going to take apart this phrase, What does it mean that you shall serve God? That avodah is a reference to prayer. When it says avodah it's a reference to prayer. So we see that you shall serve Hashem. Your God is a reference to that. You shall pray to Hashem. And then what happens when you have prayer in its proper state? And I shall bless your bread and your water, and I shall remove sickness, etc., etc. Meaning now you will have healing within your bread and your water. You won't even need any herbs. It's through bread and water because why? Because you are blessed from the root of everything, which is what the which is the word of God which is prayer. And now bread and water will have the strength to heal you, just like medicine did beforehand. Because the division of these potencies, that this shrub or this herb has the strength and the potency to heal this sickness, and then another herb has another potency to heal another sickness, etc. Etc., etc. All the divisions of these strengths that are given, these um, powers that are given to these herbs are only divided down below. But up there, within the root of everything, within the word of Hashem, the prayer, it's all one. There's no divisions. So there's no division between each herb and this herb is meant for this uh, healing, etc., etc. Because just the word of God heals all sicknesses. And there's no difference between bread and water and between all the other herbs and when a person grabs onto this root which is the word of God prayer you're able to draw that strength of healing down into your bread and water and now you have those healings through that bread and water as we said above that Hashem will bless us through the bread and He will remove us sickness etc but now Rabenu says, there are three types of things that undermine the service of prayer. And these are three uh, traits. Meaning when you fail to follow the lotase, when you fail to follow the negative commandment, it undermines prayer. Meaning what? The first one. Don't regard anyone with contempt. Meaning when you don't, Follow this. When you have contempt and you um, you have contempt against someone then this is the first thing that undermines prayer. You should not um, to embarrass and to hate or disparage anyone. The second one is Avodah um, when you fall into idol worship, God forbid. says not only just idol worship, but he's saying even when a person damages his faith, when emuna, when faith is not in its proper state, this is also the aspect of idol worship. And the third one, shmirat guarding the covenant. meaning a person who doesn't guard the covenant properly also undermines prayer. So when a person falls into these three things, God forbid, of not guarding the abriit or falling into idol worship or Um, um, to regard anyone with content um, then he falls into this undermining of prayer because all these three types of evil traits when a person falls into them is all the work of the the evil side this is the service of the the undermines the service of prayer what is Bizu and Hashim? This is the aspect of Avodah. When a person has contempt for another person, this is the aspect of Avodah. This is what we see with regard to this. Um, the brothers of Yosef, that they embarrassed him, that they disgraced him, degraded him, and they didn't have faith that he would be king. And because of that, because of this, they found Avodah, which is servitude. They found a servitude. They found a servitude. And they told Yosef, behold, we are here your servants. Behold, we are to you as your servants. This is what they told Yosef. The second type of evil trait. They brought down uh, in Shemot chapter 20. I am Hashem your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of servitude because the land of Egypt is filled with graven images and idol worship therefore they are called the house of um, servants or slaves that false servitude because what is the idea that Rabbeinu trying to teach us about servitude meaning when you're not in proper servitude which is service of Hashem which is tefillah as we said above what is the avodah zot tefillah in Barakama when a person falls into these three evil things, then he falls into a different type of servitude, not a service of tefillah, but a servitude to this world, or an evil servitude, uh, which is the sitra aha, the evil side. These are the three types of service of the sitra hacha. and the third one, when a person falls into not guarding the covenant, who Gamken one who blemishes the Brit is also the aspect of a slave, the aspect of cham, as in it says about cham, cursed is kenan, he shall be a servant of servants to his brothers. And a person needs to emerge and exit from these three types of evil service, from these three evil traits. And then you merit. The service of prayer, and then you're able to bring healing to every single thing in the world. Even with bread and water, as we said above. This is the explanation of what is brought in Gemara Pesachim, page twenty-five. With everything, we bring healing. Meaning, with any single thing in the world, you're able to have healing. Provided. Or it's on the condition that what other than um, or provided that he is outside these three behaviors from idol worship that he's not in idol worship that he's not in immoral relations and he's not in death with the murder. Which represents those three traits as we mentioned about those three evil types of service as we said meaning when you leave those three evil traits and you don't fall into them, then you're able to have healing with everything, meaning even in bread and water. As we said above, because when he's outside those three evil behaviors, then he merits the service of prayer. Then he's able to bring healing or to be healed through every single thing in the world. As we said above, Know that there's a difference between sicknesses. There's a sickness which is the aspect of vegetation. Like when you add a seed into the ground, or when uh, a seed is sown into the ground, and it decomposes. And then a fatty substance emerges from this seed. And then, all these radicals and these sinews are created from the seed and then these small roots multiply and multiply until literally all or all these three sinews create this root of this of this um seed and from them more twigs. And from these branches, even more branches, until the fruit blossoms. The same is true. There's a sickness that grows into a per- in a person many, for many, many years. It's slowly, slowly, gradually building itself. And then there's a sickness which is genetically transmitted from his father and his mother. And it only reveals itself when a person is in, is in his old age. And during the developmental stage of this sickness, then this sickness is hidden and concealed from all living beings. And look at what Rabben was telling us here. Why we shouldn't put our faith into doctors. Look what he's saying here. Nobody knows about this sickness. Even so, as even though there's weaknesses that are born into this person at that time, meaning the second he's born, there might be sicknesses that literally were genetically transmitted to this person, or even let's say a sickness that isn't gen- genetically transmitted, but it's growing in a person. For example, God forbid, all those bad sicknesses we which we can't even tell till way later on. Maybe be spared from such a thing. So Rabban was saying with all these example examples, at the time when this sickness is growing, which are symptoms. To this sickness meaning that there's, this person has weaknesses sort of weaknesses at the time when this sickness is growing which are symptoms to that sickness which he has in his body that he doesn't know about so he feels some sort of weakness here or there which is coming to tell him that he has this sickness um, and by the way what I was mentioning that was telling is a huge secret wait uh, we're going to mention it very soon And with regard to the healing powers of these um, herbs, there are also divisions. There's one sickness that can be healed through one herb. And there's an even greater sickness, God forbid, that needs a healing that you compound many herbs together. To bring together many different herbs to heal this person. And there are even sicknesses Or there are remedies that are very hard to get to heal a person. They come from very far. And then there's this sickness, God forbid, that literally no healing can bring. There's literally no healing or remedy for this sickness. Because the strength of that sickness is even greater than the power of the herbs. And even compound, um, a compound medicine and before this um, this sickness sprouted before it became revealed to a person a person would be able to heal it very easily but it's just that the fact this sickness is hidden from a person he did not even know that it even exists so he can't treat it before it begins to grow and only God knows of this sickness so look what Rabban saying when a person is holding on to this concept of the aspect of prayer when a person is holding on prayer meaning when he's redeemed prayer when he's rectified the three aspects as we said above these three evil traits when he rectifies them when he has when he doesn't fall avod to when he doesn't have contempt with anyone it doesn't regard anyone with contempt, God forbid. When he follows all those three things and he fulfills these lotuses, what happens? Then he's able to receive healing from all the things in the world, anything, even from bread and water. we said above, that with everything we can be healed. Then this person is able to be healed even at the time when the sickness is growing and sprouting. At the time when this sickness is hidden from a person. Because by the fact that this person doesn't even need healings at all. His healing only comes through bread and water. Therefore, then specifically at that time, meaning at the time when the sickness is not even revealed yet. He's able to be healed from this bread and water that he eats at that time. So look what Rabban was telling us that we shouldn't even place our emunah into these people because we can repair the sickness before it even comes. How? Through prayer. It's all through prayer. So may we engage in prayer to completely heal these sicknesses. And we have a few more lines left. This is what it brought Shemot chapter 15. All the sicknesses that I placed on Egypt, on the land of Egypt, I will not place upon you, because I am Hashem, your healer. And then all the the commentaries ask upon this verse. Um, so, what does that mean? If he doesn't place the illness in the first place, what's the point of the healing? What's the need of the healing? Um, Because we see in the verse that Hashem says, all the sicknesses that I placed um, in Egypt, I will not place on you. Because I'm Hashem your healer. Meaning, if he doesn't even place the sickness in the first place on us, why does he even need to be the healer? Because healing implies that there's a sickness there. So that's what Rabban is saying, that's what the Chachamim, all the Mepachshimer, ask. Look at Rashi Ramban, Kriyakar over there, in this verse. But according to what we just explained above, this is the beautiful answer. Let's explain this. Meaning all the sicknesses, all the illnesses, I will not place upon you. Meaning he won't, God will not bring us to sickness at all. Because he's going to heal us from beforehand. At the time when this um, sickness is still sprouting within the body, when it's still hidden. the sickness is still within the body, when it's still hidden. what at the time when this sickness and this illness is sprouting in the body, when nobody knows about it, only I, Hashem, know about it, God is saying. And then what happens? If only I know about it, then I will heal you. Through what? The word of Hashem, which is prayer. And you won't get a sickness at all. Because you will be healed beforehand at the time when the sickness is still sprouting and all of this is dependent upon how we rectify prayer, as we said about, and how we rectify prayer is through how we um leave and when a person is outside these three evil behaviors as we talked about above, so may we merit and that's it for today Bezgat Hashem. may we merit to be healed, and it's uh it's definitely definitely, definitely not sta. That uh, we're doing this class for R' Fochleimab specifically when he needs a healing, and may all those who need R' Fochleimab be zrat Hashem, be siy de through the varachem, through the aspect of fila, through the bread and the water, be Hashem. rely on the Emunah Hashem, and maybe uh, maybe redeem prayer to truly attain all these healings and uh, to heal us from all our sicknesses, be